are in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Road in Lincoln, a delicious meal, a feast, if you will. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Hey, programming note, this afternoon, you can hear the great Jeff Gamach. He'll be sitting in for John Dion from 2 to 4, so that'll be immediately following me. Now, folks, I want to bring you up to speed on some of the uh, the other news of the day. Um, this, uh, obviously, you know, Pelosi going to Taiwan, uh, very, very significant. And the Biden administration right now, uh, the media, they're really trying to make a, a big deal with the Biden administration for uh, the fact that in in um, in Kansas, how they voted and voted about um, against Roe v. Wade or, you know, getting rid of it in the state of Kansas. So I, I, I think Republicans need to be cautious and not allow that to become a defining issue for, should not be a defining issue for the midterms. Should not be a defining issue for the midterms, because if it does, that that's going to play right into what happens um, as far as Democrats holding on to power. This is such an important time. You know, who else is having a tough time in the courtroom is Alex Jones. The judge really went after him yesterday. We're going to talk about this uh, this week with um, our legal expert, but this Judge Gamble went after uh, Alex Jones. You must tell the truth while you testify. This is not your show. So let me just um, hear a little bit of this. The Washington Post has some sound of this. Say to this jury that you complied with discovery. That is not true. You may not say it again. You may not tell this jury that you are bankrupt. That is also not true. You're already under oath to tell the truth. You've already violated that oath twice today in just those two examples. It seems absurd to instruct you again that you must tell the truth while you testify. Yet here I am. You must tell the truth while you testify. This is not your show. Do you understand what I have said? Yes, I believe what I said was true. So I don't yes, you believe everything you say is true, but it isn't. Your beliefs do not make something true. That is, that is what we're doing here. Just because you claim to think something is true does not make it true. It does not protect you. It is not allowed. You know, as much as... And again, folks, good afternoon at 109. I recognize that there are some individuals that are Alex Jones fans, and they they go along with that. But what the judge just said, just because you claim to think something is true doesn't make it true. Now, 
We've had other people that have gone down this road. I think one of the best examples is Reverend Al Sharpton. He continued to insist that he believed what happened with Tawani Brawley did in fact happen. And it didn't happen. And then he felt con- faced consequences in court. Alex Jones, you know, he is, and I, and I recognize he has a lot of fans out there. But they made this up about Sandy Hook. And there's a pattern where people, you know, I and I hear from some of you sometimes. And it's, they never want to deal with, you know, and I try to explain this to people. If, there's nowhere to go if you're dealing with someone that says one plus one is three. There's no point in having a conversation with someone. And there are people like that. We have to deal in reality. And you have to deal in truth. I believe that it's not, there's a difference. This was wrong. They were making things up. I, for the life of me, I don't know why. Because now they're, they're wiping out everything. And a lot of people are watching this case. This is not opinion. And some people don't get that. He, he's going to end up in jail, Alex Jones. Because they still think it's just it's like a game. He's going to end up in jail. And by the way, he's not going to end up in jail because he's speaking the truth. That's not what this is. He's going to end up in jail bankrupt because they continue to not tell the truth. And of all things, right, and of all things to go after, that's who you go after. Some people that lost very young children in the Sandy Hook shooting. I I don't get it at all. But listen to uh, this judge again going after Alex Jones. Here we go. That you comply with discovery. That is not true. You may not say it again. You may not tell this jury that you are bankrupt. That is also not true. You're already under oath to tell the truth. You've already violated that oath twice today in just those two examples. It seems absurd to instruct you again that you must tell the truth while you testify, yet here I am. You must tell the truth while you testify. This is not your show. Do you understand what I have said? Yes, I believe what I said was true. So I don't yes, you believe everything you say is true, but it isn't. Your beliefs do not make something true. That is, that is what we're doing here. Just because you claim to think something is true does not make it true. It does not protect you. It is not allowed. You know, again, some people immediately, you know, and when I posted this, good afternoon, folks, it's John DePietro. When I posted this, actually, I just remembered people start saying he wasn't the only one saying it. Well, he's the one that got caught. He was really leading it. He was. Uh, and in some ways, he the, listen, they definitely benefited from it. But. This is different. Alex Jones has now conceded at trial. 
he now believes the Sandy Hook school massacre was 100% real. The parents of Sue Jones said a day earlier the apology wouldn't be enough, that he needs to be held accountable. He has now said he thinks it was real. Now, will people say, wow, he was saying all that time that it wasn't real. Now he's saying he admits it was real. What is the proper response? He wasn't the only one. Um, I want to hear some more sound of this. Folks, he brought this on. He wasn't the only one. Well, that, that, that's not an answer. Just like the farmer said, he's the one that got caught. Let me see if... Oh, here he's on the stand. You show somebody else's clip that they're always a few seconds long. Why don't you play the whole thing? Mr. Jones, that's not someone else's clip, is it? Well, I didn't direct or produce it, what I'm saying. I mean, you certainly it, published it. I'm not, not, I'm not not standing behind it. I have to see the full thing. So you don't stand by the things you publish about our judge on your show repeatedly? Damn. No, no, I said I don't not stand behind it. I need to see not just five-second clips. Well, we can talk about what you said before that. Play, how long is the clip? Can you play the whole thing? Mr. Jones, you're not asking questions today. You understand that, sir? Oh, I thought I could ask to see a full document. If somebody showed me something, I could see what it was. This is a question from the lawyer, answer from the witness. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not the other way around. The only thing I want to ask you about is not all the other weird stuff you said in that video. I just wanted to ask you about the question that I asked you, which you said, no, I'm not saying the judge is connected to pedophile and child trafficking. Wow. This is you taking this trial seriously and in good faith? That's what this is? It's a five-second clip. I don't know what you've cut off or on. Does it matter? Is there anything before and after that that would make it great to show pictures of our judge on fire and telling the world she's involved in pedophile? Can you tell me the context that would occur before or after? <laughs> oh, my God. He's getting killed. Sorry. I believe if you're only one to go off five seconds, I believe the thing is the judge is the fire burning Lady Liberty. It's not the judge. It's the judge is consuming. Hold on. I want to hear this from the beginning. Are you kidding me? He did that on the show? Let me hear this, folks. This is Alex Jones in court. Oh, my God. That's what you mean when you say you're taking this seriously. I take this as serious as cancer. And, I mean, I don't know. You show somebody else's clip that they're always a few seconds long. Why don't you play the whole thing? Mr. Jones, that's not someone else's clip, is it? Well, I didn't direct or produce it, what I'm saying. I mean, you certainly it, published it. I'm not, not, I'm not not standing behind it. I have to see the full thing. So you don't stand by the things you publish about our judge on your show repeatedly? Damn. No, no, I said I don't not stand behind it. I need to see not just five-second clips. Well, we can talk about what you said before that. Can you play, how long is the clip? Can you play the whole thing? Mr. Jones, you're not asking questions today. You understand that, sir? Oh, I thought I could ask to see a full document. If somebody showed me something, I could see what it was. I this is a question from the lawyer, answer oh. from the witness. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not the other way around. The only thing I want to ask you about is not all the other weird stuff you said in that video. I just wanted to ask you about the question that I asked you, which you said, no, I'm not saying the judge is connected to pedophile and child trafficking. This is you taking this trial seriously and in good faith? That's what this is? It, it's a five-second clip. I don't know what you've cut off or on. 
transitions. Because it matters there anything before and after that that would make it great to show pictures of our judge on fire and telling the world she's involved in pedophile. Can you tell me the context that would occur before or after that makes sense? Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. I believe if you're only wanting to go off five seconds, I believe the thing is the judge is the fire burning Lady Liberty. It's not the judge. It, 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 you know, the judge is consuming Brush. freedom. When you agree with me, Mr. Jones, I sure hope some of your viewers are able to make that distinction if you just put on that air, don't you? Okay. All I know is, your honor, is, 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 is I take this very seriously. Wow. That is, um, <clears throat> that is uh, Alex Jones just getting crushed. Uh, both in him on the stand um, he is taking the standards own defense let me just play a little more coverage of this um, there's some pretty good stuff on this let me hear this uh, here we go I've been told that there, it goes on and uh he says that he's sorry, and we ask that the entire country. Put your gun out, Mr. Jones. Oh, no. What is it? Because you're not allowed food or guns of any kind in the courtroom. I, I, I had my tooth pulled uh, a week and a half ago, and it is. I had some laws earlier, and it's just because of me. So you're chewing on your gauze? Would you like me to show you? No, I just want you to answer my question. No, I, I, I was massaging the whole of my mouth with my tongue. I'm here, right here. I don't want to see the inside of your mouth. Oh, man. I don't think that's working. Um, is this about the... That is, um, he's he's going down in flames here. Not that I expected him to come out successful. Let me see. This is um, Shep Smith on CNBC had this guest talking about the trial. Let me hear just. Can I hear just a little bit of this? On the Infowars website, and said this about the father of a Sandy Hook massacre victim. Let's just say he's 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 a, he's, a, he's a nice man and. It's not an act. He is um, being manipulated by some very bad people. But I'll just say, because i got to be honest, he's slow, okay? And his ex-wife is not. And I don't think he's stupid. I'm just saying he's, he's... I've got family members that are really smart in a lot of ways, but they're just real kind of quiet and have this way about them, and, and, and they, they, they move at a different pace. Like, they're fast in some ways and slow in others, and he's... I mean, I think Heslin acts like somebody on the spectrum. Heslin is Neil Heslin, the father of a six-year-old boy murdered at Sandy Hook 10 years ago. Prosecutors quickly turned that around on Jones and played the clip for the jury today. A court already found him guilty of defaming the parents. Now a jury has to decide how much he must pay 
because of the damage he caused. As for Heslin, he took the stand today. He testified that he lives in fear because of Alex Jones' propaganda. I can't even describe the last nine and a half years of living hell that I and others have had to endure because of the negligence and the recklessness of Alex Jones. Alex Jones spread a conspiracy theory that the Sandy Hook shooting was a hoax and that the dead children were crisis actors. Heslin's son is this boy, Jesse, among the 20 children and six school staff murdered in the shooting. His photo displayed, as you see, in the courtroom today. His father broke down in tears, saying his son's death was not fake. He did I was blessed with some half years. mother testified as well today. Scarlett Lewis spoke directly to Alex Jones in the courtroom and demanded accountability. It seems so incredible to me that we have to do this. That we have to implore you, not just implore you, punish you to get you to stop lying. been going on for years. Both parents said they face death threats and harassment because of the conspiracy theory. They said they do not feel safe because so many people have believed Alex Jones lies. Of course, Jones has now apologized and has now walked back the claims that the shooting was a hoax. NBC's News legal analyst Danny Savalos is with us. You know, Jones may have apologized, but as we just heard, he went on the talk show and trashed the man to whom he apologized. And then when court was over today, were you watching what happened at the end, Danny? It was over. They had sent the jury away. And Alex Jones approached Neil Heslin in the courtroom, said, oh, maybe I'm slower, maybe I'm autistic or something like that as well. He's still coming for him. What does that do to this case? It doesn't help the defendant in this case. Uh, the staggering thing is the only thing I can imagine is Alex Jones, like many defendants in criminal cases, get it in their head that, oh, I can talk my way out of this. But in most cases, they talk themselves into the problem to begin with. That's exactly what happened here. Alex Jones talked himself into this lawsuit, and it's not... It apparently is lost on him that trying to talk his way out might similarly be a flaming disaster, and it has been. But it might, might get him more viewers. You know, he started his testimony today with some sort of explanation of his past comments. Look. I never intentionally tried to hurt you. I never even said your name until this case came to court. Uh, I didn't even really know who you were until a couple years ago when all this started up. The internet had a lot of questions. I had questions. Questions, questions. It's always about questions. It, you know, did he even care about those people? I mean, what kind of a defense is that? 
I hear this kind of language a lot in sentencing hearings when defendants take the stand. And the statement, I never intended to hurt you, is really a tricky, uh, cloudy statement because... If you never intended to, then what did you intend? And how did things go so wrong if you had good intentions? Uh, that's a statement that judges recognize right away in sentencing hearings. And it smacks of insincerity, just as it did in this case, likely, with this courtroom. He's on the stand again tomorrow. Danny, thank you. Folks, that is, um, again, good afternoon at 126. It's John DiPietro. Uh, and that is the, uh, the Alex Jones case that he is <clears throat> really, boy, they were... Infowars was flying high during this whole thing with Sandy Hook. And it's taken a while. It's taken a while. But they finally got him. And he is going down a road that I think it's going to be very, very difficult to come back from. Between, I think he may end up finding himself in, in uh, behind bars. But definitely, financially, they're... they're I don't know how they're going to get out of this. He's got two other trials waiting after this. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supply. Stop in and see our friend John Francis, the defender of the faith. Firearms and accessories, arms for all skill levels, located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's Competition Shooting Supplies. John Francis is so knowledgeable. The guy is fantastic. He's also a listener to the show. We usually have him on. But if you right now could use some cash, bring what you have in. Bring it in to John Francis. But then if you're looking for firearms, selection assistance, gun fitting, preparation ammo, they do it all. Competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, it's the John DePietro Show. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I know some um, people that know Alex Jones. I, I think I met him once many years ago, but he, um, I, I just don't think they thought that this day would ever come. That's, that's, what, that's my take on it. I don't, I don't think he thought he'd ever be where he is right now. Because they're in dangerous territory here. And we'll, we'll find out with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Now, but this is, um, this is interesting. I want to play. This is the first time he's ever said it was 100% real. Sandy Hook. He had never said that before. And even leading up to the trial, I've had some people... Some of you may be listening. Keep telling me. Nope. No, here it is. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> Trying to tell me. Nope. It wasn't. I mean, I never understood that. Nope. They're crisis actors. Those That didn't happen. Here we go. End of 2014. Uh, we had a video received in evidence of you stating your belief at that time that... No one died at Sandy Hook, that the whole thing was fake. Do you understand as you sit here today how crazy that is? I have said before that there have been so many lies, so many things in the past, and I was under a lot of pressure. And I truly, when I said those statements, when I say something, I mean it, that I 
really couldn't believe that it was totally staged at that point. And I was basing that off of really Steve Pachinik, who is a, has been a very prestigious person. Do you understand now that it was absolutely irresponsible of you to do that? It was, especially since I've met the parents. And uh, it's, it's, it's 100% real, as I said on the radio yesterday. Oh. And as I said here yesterday, uh, it's 100% real. And the media still ran with lies that I was saying it wasn't real on air yesterday. It's incredible. They won't let me take it back. They just want to keep me in the position of being the Sandy Hook man. My son got confronted yesterday. Is objection speculation as to what the media wants? Mr. Jones is just being on the show. He's killed in court. Look this crushed right now. There's no way. So that's different. That's the first time he has said that. I think it's interesting. You know, folks, I, I'll even say that there have been times when, let's see, it's 1.30. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Many people listening online as well. Visit our website, DePietro.com. You know, I, one of the, there, there have been times where things were denied. And then the more we learned about it. It, it proved that there was something to it. I think one of the, the best examples of that was Waco, where, and there's different times. Hey, look what just happened. Now, in Texas, that's different because what the Texas authorities said happened and what actually did happen are night and day. But so I, I'm not denying that sometimes in the past they have been onto something. Meaning, you know, that they found something that they were right on, that it that there was more to the story than what was, you know, we were being told. Um, but but this case, it, it's now all thrown out the window because Sandy Hook, his followers going after the parents repeatedly, that's just a... Um, that, that's just another level. And the, and the problem is, once, once it started, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't rein it in. Now, I also see Kevin McCarthy, who will be the next speaker, criticizing Nancy Pelosi for not taking any Republicans to Taiwan. Now, they're saying that he neglected to mention she did invite them. But let me just hear, he was on um, Fox with uh, Harris Faulkner. Again, folks, um, let me just hear this simply because, okay, here we go. With this aggression from China, and whether any of this is surprising, and the fact that it is so aggressive compared with where we have been with them recently. I think there's a number of reasons for that. First one is, Biden administration handled it wrong. They stayed silent. They, they should have had a very strong statement that the Speaker of the House or members of Congress can go any country they I want agree. to, and China's not going to dictate I to agree. any American where they can I travel. Like that. So that was an opening that gave China the ability to do it. She has his own issues back home domestically. So what he did, he grabbed an opportunity here. How do you unite your country? Yep. Pick a common enemy, right? So about Taiwan and America. So Pelosi's timing was wrong with that. Gave she an opening to build up. But where she really made a mistake, I support her going to Taiwan. 
I would have gone with her had she asked. She didn't take one Republican. When she went to Ukraine, she didn't take one Republican. So if you really want to make a strong statement that America's making a statement, don't make it partisan. Don't take all Democrats. If you want to have Congress is going to speak with one voice, take people from both sides like of the that. aisle. It didn't have He's to be right. me, but just take another Republican. Yep. And had she done that, that's a much stronger voice of what she's trying to do. You know, he's. A, I, I think he's going to be a great speaker. And uh, the fact that Cranston Mayor Alan Fung could be in Congress, part of that um, Republican takeover, would be uh, terrific. Now, I'm also seeing they're trying to say what ne- Kevin McCarthy neglected to mention. Pelosi invited Republicans to, to take the trip with her. July 28th, Pelosi invited several other members of Congress to join her, including Representative Michael McCall of Texas. Um, personal obligation, conflict with the visit. Uh, ba ba Republicans have signed on to this trip. Um, there aren't any Republicans on the delegation, though they were invited. They were invited. Um, I, I also, I don't understand. I, I think it would have been stronger if some Republicans had gone. I don't, maybe they didn't want Kevin McCarthy going, but I think it would have been, it would have been bent. I like that, I like that, um, that, that they went and then China had to stand down. I thought it was very, very positive, regardless of who it is. If the if the speaker of the House and next year at this time or in the fall, it will be Kevin McCarthy. If he wants to travel somewhere and the country invites him, I absolutely want him to go, hundred um, percent. Let me just find. Now, again, something has to change this dynamic with China. And then we found out that they were just, it was all talk, right? They didn't shoot her plane down. They threatened to shoot the plane down. And they're certainly being very aggressive right now in their actions towards Taiwan. But, But they did not. She has returned. Safely, or certainly get out of there safely, I should say. So, I thought that was a, a positive. Um, what was the part? There was something. Another. Uh, nope. Well, that whole thing with John Stewart was just a joke. All right, Pelosi left Taiwan after the control one-day visit. I want to play that, and the, the, they're all excited about the Kansas vote. Let me hear this about Kansas voted to protect abortion rights. Let's hear this. Have decided on a show. significant margin to uphold abortion rights in their largely conservative state. Meantime, Tuesday primaries in other states tested former President Donald Trump's influence at the ballot box. NBC's senior Washington correspondent Hallie Jackson joins us with the very latest. Hey, Hallie, good morning. 
Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. Hey. And listen, you got to call it what it is, right? A kind of political earthquake in conservative Kansas this morning. This decisive win for abortion rights supporters, with Kansas voters choosing to protect abortion access there by rejecting an amendment that would have removed those protections from the state constitution. Turnout. This was a big deal. Nearly double the number of people voted on Tuesday than in the 2018 primaries. That's what propelled this to a win. It's the first time abortion has been on the ballot since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, suggesting the court's decision is really galvanizing abortion rights supporters for now. Then in Arizona, you had a test of former President Trump's grip on the GOP, and several candidates who back his election fraud lies are doing well, including Senate candidate Blake Masters, projected to win, and Carrie Lake, running for governor, pulling ahead of her opponent. Then you have Missouri where Mr. Trump endorsed Eric, no last name, with two Eric's running. And it is State Attorney Eric Schmidt defeating controversial former Governor Eric Greitens. Hoda. All right, Hallie Jackson for us here in Washington. You know, the, um, the, the thing to watch here, folks, at 1.38, good afternoon, you're listening to the John DePietro Show, is turnout. It certainly isn't good for Republicans if... This issue is motivating them to turn out. I also want to hear this business of John John Stewart and the whole business of the veterans. and Because this is an example. I don't know why Republicans allowed him, them to, um, they allowed him to kind of run circles around them. Let me just hear this. A bill that would expand health benefits to military veterans exposed to toxic chemicals is now heading to the president's desk after winning approval in the Senate. It comes after a years-long push, a setback in recent days as well, that led to a wave of demonstrations. NBC's Ali Vitale has the details. Hey, Ali. Hey, Jacob, the Senate passing the so-called PACT Act 86 to 11 last night, an overwhelmingly bipartisan vote. It's a moment veterans and activists told me was a long time coming. An emotional celebration overnight after a hard-fought battle on Capitol Hill. There's a lot of veterans who couldn't come because they're not with us anymore. Veterans and advocates, including John Stewart, gathered with lawmakers to toast the passage of the PACT Act. The motion is agreed to. Providing expanded health care access to veterans sick and dying from exposure to toxic burn pits. I just got off the phone with the President of the United States, and he said, thank you. Biden calling it an important action to meet this sacred obligation of military service, with the bill now headed for his desk. I'm not sure I've ever seen a situation where people who have already given so much had to fight so hard to get so little. It's a fight they've been waging for years, one they thought they'd won last week, only to see 25 Republican senators who voted for the bill before reverse their position, spurring vets to protest, camped out in the shadow of the Capitol, some even sleeping on the steps. I will not leave till this bill passes. Hours before the deal was announced, Stewart blasting lawmakers for keeping vets waiting. I think this is cruel and unusual punishment that's going on, and and they've, they've got to end this. As the Senate voted, the group looked on from over the chamber, taking in their victory. We opened up a lot of eyes. We got an entire country behind us. And Jacob, this bill, just one of the top priorities for Senate Democrats who have a long legislative to-do list that they're racing to finish before August recess, which is supposed to start next week. Now, what was not mentioned in that 
at 141 on this Wednesday, folks, is the fact that there was a, a lot included in the bill that had nothing to do with it. There were things they were trying to get over the finish line and get past that had nothing to do with that. But it would seem that the party allowed people like John Stewart to frame it that they were against that. There was other spending that they wanted put in there. If on its own, it would have stood. But where they, to me, dropped the ball was allowing him to grandstand and frame this that that's the only thing they were looking for when in reality it was much larger what they were trying to get. This portion of the John DePietro show on this Wednesday at 142. It's right by it's my health. Pop it and see our friend Marie, the Queen of Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. The work she does is second to none. Vitamins, herbal remedies. Now right now if you're on Menden Road Pop by, she is diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's my health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products, acai, honey, maple syrup, beef, fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, hemp and CBD products. Folks, it's my health because it's your health. And remember, she also has the hemp and CBD products. She understands quality integrity. You're going to love that. Ice all you need is a small shot of it each day. And you feel better. Natural skincare, hair care products. And maybe you're one of those people that you buy tea or order it online. Wait to see the selection of teas that she has. Shop local. I have so much respect for her. Service is excellent. You're not going to find. Marie is just full of life. She is so upbeat. I have so much respect for her. She is dedicated to her clientele, who I think, you know, they recognize how lucky and fortunate they are to have her there. Stop in and help a local business. It's my health. I guarantee if you walk in, you're going to be able to purchase something. There's something inside there that you will like. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right in the old historic white church. So... Right now, we're coming up on uh, 144. And again, just a reminder, the great Jeff Gamach will be sitting in for Captain Dion following this program from uh, 2 to 4. And um, and last night was a gubernatorial. I, I To me, that's a waste. That's normally something they do in the spring. Let's have a climate discussion. It wasn't even a debate. Um. I, I still want to see when when the questions get real. Someone just Governor McKee is under. Uh, he is he is still in the midst of an FBI probe. So I'm also just seeing um, Warwick police just shared a photo of two men accused of breaking into a school, and the the security camera picture of it is so clear. I mean, you could totally, if you know these guys, you see exactly who they are. West Bay Collaborative. I mean, it, it's, um, you know, we, we need more cameras. I understand there's some people that don't like all these cameras, but between cameras 
and cameras in the license plate readers. It's it's a great tool for police. Now, there's another story. Channel 6 has Bellingham police say Wednesday a Providence man breaking into several cars arrested early morning. 26-year-old Phony Green. Numerous break-ins around town in Bellingham. Investigators were called to Munson Avenue. 10 of 4 in the morning. Motor break-in progress. All of a sudden, the scene spotted a man walking down Pulaski Boulevard. He had a similar look to the individual's last, who was seen on the victim's ring camera. Rested him, brought him to the station, searched his backpack, and they found items that were stolen from vehicles around town. I'll tell you, those ring cameras are terrific. And so here you have somebody from Providence going up to Bellingham and trying to break into homes and breaking. You know, you also have to be careful of your uh, your vehicles. Huge break-ins in uh, different parts, Jamestown, and also, I want to say Newport. Certain places, people still feel if their car's in the driveway, they leave their car unlocked. And, um, and thieves, those involved with crime, they know that. So many times, and they'll hit several cars in an area or a neighborhood. But boy, that headline, Kansas voters keep abortion first ballot tests in Supremes, red state shock. Midterm momentum. This is the last thing the Republicans need. You know, even when the Supreme Court came out with their decision, I believe that was one of the things President Trump said. Boy, I don't like the timing on this. And he's not wrong. Timing of it could prove to be uh, terrible. A race to um, a race to watch is the the CD2, the Langevin seat race, that primary could could really start to heat up. All of the um, all of the races need to start to heat up a little bit. It's been a little bit too quiet. Now, look at this. Uh, in Massachusetts, Governor Baker says the orange line will shut down for 30 days to make critical repairs. You know, I don't understand how long that has been a problem. Alex Jones concedes Sandy Hook was 100% real. Well, about the other people? What about the other people? Let's not focus on him. They, they, they just, that is, and at InfoWars, I just, I don't think they, they ever thought they would end up where they are. So a good story in the Boston Globe. Is Nathan Carmen a horrible monster or just horribly misunderstood? Now, that's definitely taken a different tact. Of course, it's Kevin Cullen. Mr. I was right there at the finish line. There was a moment after the marshals removed his handcuffs. Looked like a newly minted fresh out of medical school. It, I, this tells me he's just trying to make communication with Nathan Carmen. Doubtful Nathan Carmen couldn't get through medical school. Um, he failed every class in college. It was those college grades, all F's, that led him to murder his 87-year-old grandfather. One bad report card. Um, 
three years after he allegedly killed his grandfather, a crime for which no one has been charged, he concocted an elaborate scheme to drown his mother, who had written him out of her will. Carmen made modifications to his boat. Listening to the competitive narratives during the hearing, you would have concluded as either a scheming psychopath or just about the unluckiest guy in the world. I disagree with that. Unluckiest guy in the world? Carmen's lawyers, Mary Nero, Sarah Pools, tried desperately to suggest it was the latter. Government built a thin case against their client. Circumstantial evidence, breathless innuendo. Dogged by tragedy, overzealous prosecutors. But as much as their defense tried, their task was like bailing a boat out with a spoon. While trying to persuade the judge to keep Carmen held without bail, painted Carmen as an unemployed, rootless loner, cut off from his family, holed up in a sprawling house in Vermont. His aunts, who hold him responsible for the murder of the father and sister, are terrified the prospect of him getting out of jail. His sister made no sense he would murder the two family members he was closest to. She said he was self-employed, not unemployed, selling construction material. He goes to Bible study. He was introverted, but polite. No remaining family ties. Uh, Father wrote a letter supporting his release. They scoffed at the father vouching for him, saying the two have had little recent contact. He has no idea who his son is. But the government insists does. They're convinced Nathan Carmen is a pitiless, soulless young man, seeking not fame, but the fortune his grandfather passed along to his mother and his sisters, and willing to kill the woman who gave him life. Folks, it does take a certain type of individual to take the life of both grandfather and mother. The evidence is mostly circumstantial, but it's strong and significant. As the judge, judge ordered him held without bail, Nathan Carmen lent substance to his lawyer's claim. He's a pleat young man. Without being asked, he stood up, placed his arms around his back so the marshal could place the handcuffs on him. I, I think that's a pretty lame column by uh, Kevin Cullen, by the way. You know, I also see in the Boston Globe, cyclist to Mayor Michelle Wu, let's get rolling on more bike lanes. Well, I don't know what to think about that. I mean, it's one thing if you're in... I'm going to be against it. If One thing, if you're in part of the country that people truly could use bike lanes and, and use them frequently, I think you could make a stronger argument. But for those of you that watch when I do Facebook Live, it's created terrible problems in the city of Providence. And, and, and I rarely see anyone even using the bike lanes. You can't use them. I should let me let me. Most of the time, they go unused. November through March, you can't use them in the snow. You can't use them in January. And I'm not talking about one or two people. I'm talking like, you know, most people are driving, not riding along on a bike. Mayor Lords is into biking, so that's how Providence has them. But. Yeah, I, I'm well aware. In Europe, you're right. A lot of people do ride bikes, but people don't have cars, and the price of gas is very, very expensive. It's not like that here. All they do is seemingly take up valuable space, valuable space on the roads, and and cause more problems, is how I see it. So, uh, 
Um, let's see. Um, what is this? Florida father kills wife and couples three children in Orlando home. What happens to people? I don't. don't understand how it leads to that. The White House press person says Health and Human Services is trying to come up with specifics how to circumvent and use federal taxpayer dollars to fund abortion. Boy, this is going to be their issue. This is absolutely going to be issue. Hey, you know, I didn't even know he was running Mark McCluskey, who waved the gun at the protesters. Remember the guy in St. Louis? Got 3% of the GOP Senate primary vote. All right, that's going too far. It's one thing when he stood outside his home with a AR-15. I didn't know he was going to run for Senate. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't. I, I, how, why don't we just start off trying to get elected? Maybe maybe win an election instead of you know what what do we re- so that's the first office you're going to run for is Senate. I I if people can win fine, but I don't. Why don't you? I tell people, folks. And good afternoon at one fifty four. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I tell people why don't you run for office, an office you can win, and see if you like it. And see if you're successful with it. Why not try that? All right, let me hear. Here's this Channel 12 story of this. Um, or is it just? Oh, they just have the video from Facebook of the woman running into the uh, the DEM vehicle. You know, do you notice that uh, maybe, maybe, I mean, it seems to be more people are just very combative with law enforcement. Seem to be more very, very combative with law enforcement. It's very difficult to be a member of law enforcement these days and very difficult to recruit people. Alex Jones admits Sandy Hook massacre was 100% real. That is a big news story today. Totally self-inflicted wound. Wow. You really have to do that? You see, now Channel 10 is the same video that I have of this woman ramming the DM cars. I don't know what her drill was. Possibly overserved. Would be my guess. Um, but let me just see if they have a report or do they just have... Nope, they just said the same thing have the ladies. Oh, no, they do have the report. Okay, I'll go with this. Seen this morning in Galilee. Police say she hit a cruiser and two other vehicles before her car caught fire. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm Dan Cheney. Good evening. I'm Patrice Wood. A good Samaritan even tried to help by blocking the driver. The night team's Molly Levine showed us this video to Narragansett residents, and it breaks it all down for us. Molly? Yeah, Dan and Patrice, it was a wild situation that all took place right here on Galilee Escape Road, and it happened around 10 a.m. this morning, all caught on camera by an NBC10 viewer. 
Oh my God. Did you call that road rage? This is the video I showed to these Narragansett locals. DEM employees say this black SUV was illegally parked on DEM property on Great Island Road. When they asked her to move, she allegedly flipped them the bird and sped off until she crashed into this environmental police officer on Galilee Escape Road. In the video, you see a Narragansett police officer run out of their car and approach the black SUV. The driver then backs up and rams into the police cruiser. Flames and smoke coming out of her car, and then she drives forward, slamming into the truck once again. Flames still coming from the hood of the SUV. The driver then puts it in reverse and backs into the police cruiser again. Oh, get wow. The DEM spokesperson tells us the Narragansett police car and a Good Samaritan's vehicle were trying to block the driver in. She allegedly rammed into three different vehicles this morning, and the repeated collisions caused the fire. In the second video, you see authorities get the woman out of the vehicle and put her in handcuffs. Narragansett police are handling the traffic violations while DEM is investigating and plans to submit information to the attorney general's office for the purpose of charging a felony case. The environmental police officer had a minor wrist injury. Crazy. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Authorities say the woman was transported to South County Hospital for treatment and evaluation. People have to relax. They're too stressed out. <laughs> You know, I like, um, that's a different approach. The reporter from Channel 10 uh, said, let me find some people and I'll play them the video and see how they react to it. Well, folks, good afternoon at 158. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the show brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Stop by and see them right now. If you're listening to the show Get right off 146, pop over there. A delicious meal is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So now coming up, we're going to have the uh, the 2 o'clock news. And then again, Jeff Camacho is sitting in for John Dion from uh, 2 to 4. You can visit the website, petro.com If you ever miss any of the segments that we have, you can uh, certainly log on. And you just go click on radio show up top. And that will bring you in library-type fashion if you ever miss one of the episodes. There's also all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, you want to see Facebook Live, or YouTube channel, or TikTok, or YouTube, or Instagram. It's all right there in Twitter, right there at the top of the website, tobetro.com. So, folks, we're in for some hot weather over the next couple of days. In the meantime, it's two, It's Wednesday. It's John DePietro. Enjoy this Wednesday. Stand by. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. Get the latest. And then Jeff sitting in for the John Dion program. Again, stay cool as the heat will rise over the next couple of days. And enjoy this Wednesday. <laughs>